0: Instant memories coming back. It feels so good. makes me really happy
1: thought about opening up this episode with a song from um the 90s maybe it's not 90s i don't even know what it is i don't even know what song i'm talking about i can't remember if it's vanilla ice or if it's um um what's that country rapper dude
0: oh i don't know i'm terrible with like pop
1: culture I can't remember the name of the song. Anyway, I was gonna say we're back and then we're gonna sing a song. <laughs> what song were we? I do? don't really remember. Oh <laughs> I had one in mind the and then we
0: hit record and I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I just opened up my rabbit hole ramble folder on my Remarkable for the first time in what what it, four or months. Four man. months, dude.
1: I don't understand because I looked on my computer and I have some random recording in October, but there's nothing there. So I don't know if that was a mistake or I don't know what. We but did we do not, one
0: recording, but I don't know if no, you that was had, in ever like ended June, up man. posting it. Oh, yeah.
1: You did? Oh, I, I posted the one that we did. It's um, I got to see if I can find it. There was it.
0: one that you didn't end up posting, right? Because you just didn't edit it. Oh. Like, not edit it out, but like make a sound adjustments and stuff like that. Because we don't do editings on the rabbit hole not ramble. Ones <gasps> anyway. Dude. What? We don't edit? we re- Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And you know why we don't edit? Because we are because
2: loses. No, we don't edit
0: because this is the rabbit hole ramble where we say the quiet, the quiet part, part out loud. loud. We yeah, we're out of practice. That was we, bad. It's been four months, man. I think I, I looked on here. It says ourselves. May,
1: May of May 31st. I mean, if if everything's right here, May 31st was the last. Like recording and I think it posted in
0: June. Oh. And so. in case in case you're wondering, this is the part where most people fast forward. <laughs> and most people
1: edit this and they're good at their job. They just edit right this but crap out. Don't. So you don't have to know the background. So, but you're along for the journey. Full, I mean full
0: disclosure, you can fast forward for the next what? I don't know. There's some nuggets everyone. There's always a, a nugget. Like... So if
1: you fast forward, you're just gonna get messed. So oh, no, someone can't. told me that you gotta so, you gotta wade through a bunch of crap yeah. to get a couple good nuggets. <laughs>
0: that is could not, oh July 11th okay so there's a July
1: true. 11th episode that's that, episode three of so, season three okay
0: <laughs> shows you it shows you how much we've listened to our own podcast and know what's actually out there on the interweb
1: we're gonna stop uh we're gonna stop having seasons we're not even gonna number them we're just gonna I forgot we did that too say, we did well
0: we, we did we started season three and it was like yeah, two episodes
1: three three episodes of season three so yeah, well this right. should be oh. a three point three it's over so I don't know where we are now we're just no episodes no no seasons
0: no seasons no episode numbers Nah. Just whatever your Just app says holes. it is. We're gonna call it
1: hole, <laughs> the hole of whatever we're gonna jump into. Yeah,
0: we're gonna jump in.
1: We're gonna call it the rabbit hole. Black. Dot dot dot. The dark, the dark, deep crevices hole.
0: <laughs> it's like how many adjectives can Work? you add on <laughs> onto the rabbit hole ramble?
1: We are in a uh, really cold room, like a cold, oh, cold it's cave, freezing. Got a rabbit up in the corner. See my little rabbit up there?
0: I do, yes. Sweet. He's he's holding a serving tray, so he's Yeah, like, it's a
1: little chipped. I don't know how it got chipped. He's ready to so, serve here. But I love I, that. Yeah, he's like a... He's serving up the rabbit hole ramble is what it is, you know, Serving up the goodness. Oh, yes. Speaking of Remarkables, dude, I showed you my case yesterday.
0: I did, and man. I am super jealous, I got to tell you. Well, you it's don't need to be jealous, so...
1: but you just can be like, you know... Man, that's awesome. It's like a custom leather... It is. Custom leather, remarkable holder. It's pretty sweet. And because I was tired of pulling it out of my, I was at a conference a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I kept pulling it out of my sleeve and then sitting on my lap. And I was like, this is awkward. So I'm going to get something legit. Yes. So I, I found this company. Extra Studio, I think it's called, maybe. Maybe.
0: Right. You're going to say, we'll put the link in the show notes. I felt like that was a really podcast thing to say.
1: That is. We that does seem professional now
0: you gotta figure out what the legacy so you the, put problem in the show is, notes. You
1: say, and I gotta put a little note <laughs> on my remarkable show notes. Because sometimes we promised. I've noticed when I listen to it, we promise something in the show notes and it never ends
0: up getting there. Oh man. We so need that's bad follow through. If you if if somebody wants to help us manage our show notes, let us know. <laughs> do you even know well, what that is? I do know what show oh, you notes do? are, dude. So where do they go? Come on. What do you mean? Like like where do the show notes go? How do they get
1: where they're supposed to go? I'm just
0: wondering if you know oh i don't know how to post a show
1: notes. oh that's what i'm asking you so, no. so how can someone help us with show notes if we don't even know where to tell them to post it
0: well you know how
1: <laughs> I'm about to spit out my coffee slingers
0: <clears throat> oh speaking of coffee slingers so, are they still sponsoring <laughs> there's um, nothing to sponsor we, for four months
1: well we they i never re-upped because i we hadn't started over again right so as soon as we start over again today We'll go ahead and talk about them as a freebie. <laughs> as a
0: freebie because the, their publicity on this podcast is, is so high. Like,
1: I mean, it's worth it. It's valuable. Worth it's it. Pretty Especially valuable. coming to the Christmas season, man. This is like the big oh, season. Yeah. For, oh, know.
0: yeah. Go to coffeeslingers.com <clears throat> slash rabbit hole ramble. Yes. <laughs> is that It's still <laughs> it active. Yes, yes, it is. let's go. Um, so, sorry if I just blew your eardrums out. I was really excited about that we still have an active website yeah there. um
1: rabbit hole no no not rabbit hole no, no. um coffeeslingers.com slash rabbit hole ramble you'll get your discount is it 10 15 15 off get your get some gifts
0: swag you know what's coffee. cool too is you can like it's like amazon you can have you can order it yeah. pay for it, and have it shipped to your family members yes you can gift your family member a subscription and they'll send it to them that would be amazing
1: month. for 2023 a coffee slinger subscription yeah. It's good stuff. I was there this morning at a uh, men's group, a uh, men's cohort, every other Wednesday. Why are you making that face? Because I didn't get invited. You're always invited, dude. <laughs> and uh, your, he, served your... pakema, no, he served No, uh, he maracatura,
0: maracatura, and it was pretty good, man. Mm. That's and then the what do we, we That's eating? the one that you, you hated on for a while. No, no, no. The maracara is what M- I... Maracara. Yeah, that's okay. like the bad face. Well, yeah, okay.
1: No, maracatura. Okay, okay. It's good. This is... El Retiro, El Retiro, mm. yeah, the see? retreat. Yes, it's good. So, um, coffee slingers. It's up in the air whether they're gonna <laughs> jump back on board. Whether, I think whether they, they will. do or not. I I think whether they, they will. do or
0: not, though. We love, we love oh, coffee slingers, so and good. we drink it often, basically yes. daily.
1: Yes, almost daily. Yes, pretty much as much um, as we can. I would give you an, up- an, an update on the flavors, but I don't even know what their updates are. I just know I had a London Fog, and it's always oh. delicious.
0: It's it's back Always. around. It's oh, back it's back around. around. It's the season. Tis the season. I actually started Be making them jolly. last week again at my house. La, 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 la. I say. What's on the, the, the
1: next podcast, verse, dude? <laughs> I, <don't laughs> know. I just was
0: out of a pillow. We that was good, but I don't know what says, the next one is. La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm. I feel like Christmas carols are like my. There's like your range? one range that I can <laughs> sing.
1: Okay, I've got one for you. Okay, "Joy to the World." Let's hear it.
0: Joy to oh, he started the world, low. so good. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Dude, I'm gonna stop Dude. you right there. That was that good. Was that was really good. Was, I hope that I feel comes like through. I was, I felt like I should be, have one headphone on and be recording right <laughs> you now. You should have been. I, but, no, dude, I mean, that it, was so bad. People are no, probably actually, like just dying. I They're think like, it sounded so good, bad. actually.
1: I mean, we're not professional musicians, but dang. <laughs> I don't have an ear for music, dude. <laughs> the worst one for me is Silent Night because it's so slow.
0: That's my favorite one. It's so hard. To, what? Really? Like it's, that not, is your favorite like, song no, not, not, Okay, come on. No, Little Drummer War. We've uh, already oh, talked no, that about That is this. my favorite. Oh, dude, it's been a long time since we talked about this. We gotta bring it we on. Can't, we can't, can't bring it on. No, we, no, no, no. We We're not go gonna back back. We go back. That's episode something back in the background. Go back. Listen to uh, listen to the thousands of episodes that we've posted.
1: Uh, Silent Night's <laughs> just real slow, and it's really like uh, if you don't like get in it, it's so hard.
0: That's what somebody needs to do. Somebody needs a remix, Silent Night. Change all the music. <laughs> yeah, change Keep the, music. the lyrics. You lyrics, lyrics, the music. <laughs> lyrics, solid as a rock. Oh, uh, that's funny. Tempo, change it all, and then. Basically post, just it basically just that, <laughs> post it to our show notes.
1: Basically, just strip that.
0: Post it to our show notes. That's good. That's
1: good. Holy crap. We've managed to ramble for 10 minutes about nothing. Oh, so That's yeah. so good. So we've hit hey, our mark. Um, I was going to say something about this season, December. It's starting. Mm-hmm. December yes. is the time for you to look at your health care and like re-up your health services. Yes. So if you need help, man, we got some friends. They've already helped us out. They've already oh, yeah. given us our... Um, Kind of our catered health plan. I just Um, saved my bacon this last year um, Mm. with Christy. So Health Markets with Wes and Jessica Holland. Yeah, we will put their information in our show notes. Give them a call because they can look at all your healthcare needs, even supplemental stuff, even long term, short term, all that stuff. So yeah, their Health Markets really good. We appreciate them. They've been. um, What's funny is they sponsor the podcast and i need to (laughs) have another conversation with them again four months is a long time to take a break dude that's basically like people are like gonna see this pop up on their feed they'll be like what the crap
0: yeah they're gonna we're dude we're just like coming out of the woodworks seriously and just seriously let's not tell anyone let's just see if it pops I'll just see if it happens yeah i like it i like it um just see if uh, whose notifications are still turned on
1: so tell me yeah so tell me why it's been four months since we recorded like what's been going on in our lives that have just taken over
0: oh man a ton of stuff you're like christy's health you had some health issues sheesh um thanks for bringing that up the business (laughs) season
1: what (laughs) i said thanks for bringing that up i hadn't thought about it for like 10 minutes (laughs) oh
0: well, now it just can, popped in my can mind. Talk, you could talk about it. Sorry, this my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. Out of sight, out of mind. It really was. I
1: mean, whatever. Um, so we've been busy.
0: Well, and even I, I think just a growing uh, church and yeah. things that like our theme we keeps we keep saying over and over again here at Bethel is like we got to grow up. Yeah. You know, there's uh, there's a lot a lot happening, and we're thankful for what what God's doing uh here on this little <clears throat> corner by the cow pasture and it's it's Better been really field. truly amazing to out
2: here in the field. <laughs> I fight
0: for... Oh no, I'm you not gonna could... sing it. I just messed it up. <laughs> you couldn't make it through a podcast. I, guess, I, I actually
1: couldn't make it through even the song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what are the lyrics again? I don't know. I'm terrible with lyrics. Anyways. I was
1: hoping <clears throat> that my four months would come back and not interrupt you anymore and obviously Twelve minutes in, I can't count myself. What an you idiot. Can't. What a jack it's wagon. Just, man. Well
0: it's just part of it's part of the, you know, it's part of the culture we're setting here on the <laughs> rabbit hole You rabbit hole. need
1: to put up your hand and say, Shut up, jack wagon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that needs to be like if, if there's images for the episode, just be like, it's a meme. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Anyways, back to what we were saying. Um it's it truly has been amazing just some of the stories that that God is is writing here out in the the cow pasture, you know, and, um, every week we say all the time, you know, it's amazing. Like our first question when people walk through the door that, that, that we've not met before is like, how'd you find this place? (laughs) You know? And so it's cool to, I mean, a variety of reasons why people found us online. We had a guy, uh, come in the other day from Cameroon. Wow. Moved, moved here and was looking for a church found us online and met him in the lobby had full um african garb on and it was awesome that was awesome just to like he to searched
1: s- for the best Cameroonian church is that what he did and it i was don't like know i I, re-
0: I don't know what his <laughs> google search was or what the algorithm was dang you know and so it's cool to like meet somebody truly from a different totally different culture hmm. and you know spend a few spend a few minutes talking with them. Um, I don't know if he'll be back or not. He didn't fill out a connection card, so we'll we'll see if we get the opportunity to talk to him again. But just That's cool. crazy stories like that. you know. And
1: yeah, I got one last week. Um, I was asking this, this lady. She's been coming for February, since February, March, April, maybe April. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, hey, I never asked you how, you know, why Bethel? Mm-hmm. And she goes, I don't know how I ended up here. And then as we stood and talked, she goes, actually cause she live, she doesn't live necessarily close. She lives on the other side of town. So it's not like one of the ones that are on her way, especially on the cow pasture. Right. She goes, actually, now that we're talking, she goes five years ago, we go to the, this activity in the park festival, of the child, every, every summer or every May it's in May, first Saturday of May. And she goes for the last, you know, five years ago, six years ago, I went by this booth and you guys were making stress balls and handing out little backpacks and, she goes, I just said, man, these are just such sweet, nice people. And that planted a seed in her heart to where five years later, she shows up at our, our church and finds Jesus. I think that's what's amazing. She's walking through kind of her faith right now. And um, her whole life, she's never here to cl- heard a clear presentation of Jesus. And she threw a stress ball at an event in a park. She found our church. That's wild to me
0: yeah that's well, super cool and and the fact that it was five years later is like you know you hear stories all the time of discouragement and uh, especially uh among pastors and ministry leaders is <clears throat> right. like oftentimes you ask yourself the question like is is what i what i'm doing does it matter you yeah. know and even just in the day-to-day <clears throat> like i think about those volunteers i don't even know who like if we could even pull what that shift, information up, what, like yeah. what shift it was who the volunteers were at that time, but they're, I mean, we don't, like, even the last couple of years, like, you you, there that year. you weren't even there, yeah. and uh, I think I was on a shift, uh, but um, was taking my kids around and, yeah. tons of, no telling. like, volunteers, and so who knows who the people were that did that, and you wonder, like, something is, like, you can, you can be tempted to think, that was me, and this is... <laughs> No, I'm saying. Oh, you're saying the other ins- way. Like this, this is sucks. insignificant. Yeah. Like what? Like I'm I'm sitting here squeezing flour through a <laughs> water bottle into a balloon. Yeah, and like and this means nothing. And then markers, it, markers are everywhere. And
1: yeah, well, know, some days it rains, and some days it's super hot. Some yeah. day,
0: there's been a couple years. It's just like
1: just perfect. La- uh, last year we got into a flower fight, <laughs> so we have fun. Uh, yeah. We always have a great time. But yeah, it does. You don't realize how many people because we've given away thousands of stress balls, mm-hmm. and you never even know how many, you know, what that does to somebody. All I can think of is those kids take it home, squeeze in their closet, and then have flour all over their closets. <laughs> we're and we're probably the hated church. <laughs> yeah, we're just like, like those battle. idiots, and then they come back every year for another one. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are you like The good thing is it vacuums up easy. It does. It does. It's it's like that kinetic, or it's yeah. not. It's like the kinetic sand, the moon, the moon sand, or That's whatever it's called. That's my favorite. That's like, interesting stuff. Uh, you know, what do they call it? The sensory, yeah. Yeah, the toys field. or whatever. Like play doh. There's, oh. there's, slime. There's all, and I'm silly like silly putty. Dude, no. have you ever played with silly putty? All of it is yes, but all of it for me is no. Kinetic sand, love it because yeah. it, it just sits there. Vacuum it up. Done. Easy. Gone
1: easy that kinetic stuff it though after a stink. while it smells weird have you ever smelled it after you know six months or so of your kids playing with it no i don't no yeah, you need to smell it kind of grosses me out yeah go smell it next the, time who knows capture smells
0: there's what was on their hands when they're? They we can edit this them. part of the podcast. <laughs> no, like somebody probably just threw up. Do in not put car. that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, dude. we'll 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 put a link to kinetic sand yeah, yeah, the show no. notes. I'm uh, making all these promises. Yeah, I don't even know where the show notes are. He didn't know how to do them. it. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Show that, me. There's a I'm gnome out there. There's me. this
1: little gnome that just does it for us. Yeah, so yeah, we're so so it's like show notes. Oh, that did it. Sweet.
0: So, anyways, if you are listening and you have ever felt like your service for other people and Mm -hmm. uh like coming alongside whatever it may be you know you never know how god is going to use it and it's uh that's a cool reminder that god can take something little and turn it into something awesome
1: and i think that's the sowing and reaping the planting the harvesting the patience um the long game You know, I hate to say the game, but I mean, the long-term thought, because we're instant, we're an instant America, instant Western culture. We want things today. We want to plant a seed and have a Mm -hmm. harvest tomorrow. And that's not the way life works. And, um, I I agree if you're you're listening and you don't know if serving the church, serving the body, serving your family, raising your kids, you know, changing dirty diapers, um, smiling at someone at the cash register, you may say, ah, this is insignificant. Actually, man, long-term, you never know what Mm -hmm. that's gonna do in someone's life. So, and we've seen that, we've seen that here, which has been really cool to experience.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So, so this summer we've, I mean, we've just almost been resetting ourselves, I guess. Um, We've been pulled in all sorts of different directions, kind of a little update on like my personal life. Um, Christy, of course, this year, her cancer diagnosis has been a whirlwind of a journey. I just went back today for the first time and really didn't do any kind of diving, but I looked at her blog and um, I sent one of the blog posts to somebody that's going through a difficult time. And I, I, for me, that's a resource that I'm, I'm I'm actually looking back at because it seemed to be, it was helpful for me. It was kind of therapeutic for me. Yeah. And uh, so, but Christy's doing awesome. Actually, I'm not even sure if she's ever been healthier in the last, I mean, the last several years. So obviously cancer had been kind of eating away at her body and, and messing her up. Um, yeah, cancer's evil and kind of a killer. And so, you know, her being diagnosed, her going through treatment, her having a hole in her colon being resected and and then finishing cancer treatments and just seeing her attitude and her, you know, positive outlook on life and her faith, kind of a front row seat to her faith has been fantastic this year. Uh, but she's doing great. She has a PET scan on the on December 6th i believe that's monday is that right um she has a pet scan and that's just like a a routine follow-up but mm-hmm. there's no indication to say anything's out everything's looks sounds great so her back doesn't hurt <laughs> which is really interesting because her yeah, back is
0: all the chiropractor appointments <gasps> leading up to the diagnosis was like yeah why does my why do my ribs keep slipping out of place why do, you know why do i have to keep so frustrating thing? yeah
1: but yeah, she hasn't even had to go to the chiropractor. It's it's been crazy. So to see, this year has been interesting. So um, I think we, yesterday we were talking about kind of the struggle, and I and I wonder if part of the the beauty of this season is because we went through such darkness, mm-hmm. and it really made the the good all that much sweeter. You know, um, <clears throat> yeah, kind of like the the joy, the happiness, even hearing the silly little jingle at the beginning of our podcast was was a moment of joy I think tied to happiness because the darkness really like shined a light on on the good Mm -hmm. you know Um, and I wonder if we can have good without that shadow of of struggle
0: that's an interesting thought like several uh, it's been several weeks ago now maybe even months but the idea of light or darkness isn't even like a thing. Hmm. It's just simply the absence of light. Like yeah. it's not its own thing. Like, and that's a powerful thought. And I wonder if that, like, there's a similar correlation to like joy, um, true joy that comes from the Lord is like, can you even have joy outside of understanding or even walking through darkness? you know, yeah. or, or difficulty or, or pain. Like there would not be, maybe I'm not even making sense, but like good would not exist outside of bad. Like we wouldn't, there's no, there would be no comparison, right? Yeah. You like, wouldn't know. Am I thinking right good. about that? You
1: wouldn't know it's good. And maybe right. if you're going to correlate it with the darkness and the light, mm-hmm. darkness doesn't exist without good. And so bad doesn't exist without Good, let's say in our in our humanity right um maybe maybe we can put it this way that pain the only reason we know it's pain is because we felt good oh yeah you know we've what I'm felt
0: we've experienced something better right so we've and experienced so like, hmm, the this isn't... light yeah. and so
1: darkness feels dark we've experienced joy so sorrow feels different maybe. you know yeah. what I'm saying it's like so I wonder if it's the the absence of it and I it's it's maybe a bad Example, because the sickness and disease that's part of human life. It highlights our desire for something better yeah. and, ma- and maybe it's the, maybe that grounds us, you know, it kind of brings us back to reality. And I, I, I kind of think about spirituality and like church work and, um, you know, a major part of our lives is spent around the supernatural, the existential, the, the crisis of faith and those kind of things. And sometimes we think, that we're supposed to get on some kind of like mountain high experience all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's very human because our human experience is so fractured. And if we think that being a better person means we're going to be like spiritually high all the time, I think we're missing what it means to, to actually have faith because faith is not about those experiences. Faith comes to reality when we're in the darkness and faith comes to reality when we're in, um, pain. Yeah. You know, cause otherwise why
0: would we need the pain? Why would we need faith? Yeah. Um, there's a quote. I can't even, I, I hope I'm not doing injustice to somebody who made this quote, but, uh, there's a message that I heard somewhere, but they said, um, shout about the goodness of God in the light so that you can cling to him in the darkness. Mm-hmm. So like, When we are walking through those seasons of like where times we do experience like, man, life is actually going well right now. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be diligent to celebrate the fact that life is good because God has allowed it to in his in his kindness and his grace and his love toward us. So that when we experience, because it's not a matter of like if we'll ever experience hardship or sorrow or pain in our life, it's when. And so when we walk in those seasons of what we would define as darkness or um, really painful and and sorrowful seasons, we can actually cling to what we know to be good about God because we've experienced the goodness of God. And I would even say uh, there's the goodness of God is tied to our painful experiences because, like you said just a minute ago, it makes those seasons of uh, maybe what we would say easy times or um, good times that much sweeter Mm. because we know what it's like to be in pain. We know what it's like to experience suffering. So that when we don't, it's like, oh man, like I want, like, I want to, I want to hold on to this. I want to cling to this.
1: Yeah. I, um, there's like three <laughs> comparisons in front of my mind right now. And they're like holes that we could jump into, but I'm curious how then, because you said something about shout in the light so that when you're in the darkness, you can cl- hold on to the truth. Mm-hmm it's almost there's there's like three things one is like an echo because you if you're in a valley and you shout there's this echo that bounces off the the walls Mm. and sound eventually dissipates where you can't hear it Um, and so then my mind jumped to light light doesn't ever stop it just keeps traveling and so i wonder if you can somehow in the light reflect some of that light so that when you're in the darkness that light comes back and finds you in the darkness. You know what I'm saying? It's like a hmm. it's like a refraction. So there's the speed of light that travels at the speed of light. And then you have a, you know, in space light just continues to go out into the universe. And if you can if you're in a bright moment where you're experiencing what you would call the goodness of God, why not create some light that you know that dark is coming, that you can cling on to that light. Hmm. Um, thinking about the stones of remembrance is the third correlation. Uh, so the old Testament, you know, the Jews were going into the promised land. Uh, God told Moses to have the 12 tribes of Israel to grab a stone, haul them out of the middle of the, the red sea or the, uh, the parted sea uh, or is it the Jordan? I think it was the Jordan.
0: Jordan river. Yeah. When so crossed.
1: bring out, and maybe did it twice. I don't know. You bring out this big stone, you pile it up so that it says right there, so that generations to come can say, Hey, what's that about? And then you can remind them and tell them about the goodness of God and how he rescued them. It's almost like you're talking about shouting in the, in the light, the echoes, the travel of light, and then these stones that you pull out and you're creating your own monument, not to worship, but to look back at God's faithfulness. And I don't think they're important until you're in the bad time. And I think the goodness of God allows us to experience pain, darkness, sorrow, In order for us to go back and say oh this really is good you know god is good he's Mm -hmm. he's pulled me through he's carried me through he's held me through this and so the stones the echoes the light the all that stuff actually guides us through the valley
0: um like
1: in psalm 23 is the valley of the shadow of death you know Mm.
0: dude my mind just went crazy when you were talking specifically about the last two Uh, Not an echo, but the light. And then you said the reflection, if there's a way to like reflect it back to remember Mm -hmm. the light that you once experienced. And I, I like had this very vivid image of people like that you are in a true valley. There's mountains on either side of you, but there's people Mm. that are standing in the mountains with mirrors. Mm -hmm. And like as you're reflecting the light, like it's bouncing not only from person to person but it actually has the ability to be redirected back at you. Mm. So I think of you know a when I say shout the goodness of God in the light, it's simply the act of telling someone, like celebrating with people the goodness of God in your life because if you keep that to yourself, right? Like not only do you Rob somebody else of the opportunity to hear about the goodness of God that is at work around them. But you also have less of an opportunity that when you go through a bad time, you have less people mm. that would be able to say, Hey, remember when you told me this story? Like, mm. remember that. And then I think about the 12 stones, both like both that imagery that I had in my mind in the Valley and what you talked about with the 12 stones, both of those are communal experiences. Yeah. Like he told each, each tribe of Israel to grab one stone. So it wasn't just one tribe. It wasn't just one person who went over in the corner and stacked up 12 things so that it was stuck in his mind. No, the whole, like all 12 tribes of Israel experienced that moment together, mm-hmm. but they also remembered that experience together mm-hmm. and they could remind each other as, so say one tribe went through a dark time or a person in a tribe went through a dark time, then another tribe or another person could come alongside and say, hey, remember when, remember when. And that's like the power of shouting about the goodness of God in the light with others in as a communal experience is that you now have an army of people that can remind you of the goodness of God mm-hmm. when you forget that's super good. Because we, f- I forget all the time. Like, so when really, that, you're
1: talking about reflecting the goodness of God that's in turn going to reflect on other people that's going to come back to you eventually when yeah. you need it. Oh, and yeah. that's why the community is important. So so maybe wrap your stones with like aluminum foil. That way they can really shine. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it bounces off other people. I think the communal thing that you're talking about, I don't know truly how this year could have worked without the community, without our, not only local, like people we actually saw and touched, but then just nationwide and even worldwide, there's a community that just wrapped their arms around us. Hmm. And we never felt alone. We never felt lost or um, isolated. And I, and I wonder to your point, kind of bringing it back to when you shout to others that are around you, like tell the goodness of God, part of the reason this worked for us is because for 20 years or plus in our lives, we've been sharing and shouting the goodness of God to, you know, scores and score thousands of people. Then in turn, in the dark, one of the, could have been the darkest moment of our life. All of them turn their attention to us and shine the goodness of God on us. And so we didn't have to proclaim anything at that time. We just were able to sit in God's goodness. We were able to be held in God's goodness. And actually the crowd of people carried us through it uh, along with God, along with, I mean, can I pinpoint one thing? No, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, about how we carried through this. But um, I'm was, i reminded about this last summer when I was in the Rockies, I was hiking and, um, oh, I made the mistake again of not being in shape and I made the mistake of Overpacking again, um, as I've shared with you guys before, I, I'd like to go to the Rockies, but I also like to have convenience mm-hmm. and like, like, like some, some stuff, you know, to make your experience a little better. Well, this time I knew I had not done one thing, like not one thing to get ready. I was so out of shape. It wasn't even funny. Well, then I justified it with, oh, my brothers didn't get in shape either. So we're all just gonna be suffering together to be great. Well, then I paired that with way too much weight. And then I thought Max could carry more than I, <laughs> more than I, he could. And so I loaded his backpack way overweight. I loaded mine way overweight. I got a bigger backpack that I could fill. And so uh, we, we head out and it's a, I think this time was a, it's four or six. I mean, it's, it's many miles. Mm-hmm. It's up, down, all around. And when you're in the Rockies, there's a, it's common to see these, <clears throat> what they call Karens, which are stacks of rocks and they mark trails. They, um, they're kind of a memorial for certain people that do it. Sometimes you keep adding to the Karen. So it gets bigger and more visible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're a little tiny two, three, just standing with each other. And so all these markers are along the way, well, I'm, I'm, I hit the first mile and I've got my backpack. Max is right ahead of me. And Max is like, yeah, I, I, I can't carry it anymore. And I was like, okay, so let's, let me give you my day pack, which is a lot lighter. I'll take your backpack. So I had his backpack and my backpack and I had a stacked up tie. Mm. I don't know how many pounds it was. It was too many. And I go another mile and I'm at this point, I'm, I'm like mad, like seriously mad, mad at myself. I'm mad at the weight. I'm mad at me wanting to glamp instead of camp, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I threw the stuff down on the trail and I'm thinking, how can I get to the campsite without carrying all this weight? You know what I'm saying? And so what I did was I looked to the left kind of into the, into the forest there, into the, into the mountain. And I said, I'm going to go hide one of these backpacks up in the, up in the mountain. Well, if you've been to the Rockies, you get on a trail, it all starts looking the same. Like you can get lost pretty easy. doesn't matter if you look back forward, all this stuff, excuse me. So the way to, the way to find that, uh, stuff again was to market with, with rocks. Mm-hmm. And so I got my phone out. Thank goodness for modern technology. I took a picture down. I took a picture up. I took a picture to the side, took a picture to the left, and then I stacked a Karen or a, a stack of rocks and I did it specifically so that I knew that it was mine because there was multiple along the trail. And so I had to stack it in such a way that it reminded me and it put me back in that like embodied place to mm-hmm. say, this is where I went off the trail. And then I hit it behind this big stone and I'm going to be able to find it again. Well, <laughs> I'm thinking about the struggles and I'm thinking about the, the thing you said about people, the thing you said about, um, you know, the echoing, the lights, the, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And so on the trail, just intuitively knowing I was never going to find it again, I stacked the rocks, I recorded a video Mm -hmm. and I did a full circle video recording with pictures so that I could actually put myself back in that situation again to say, this is where I fell down or this is where I stopped. This is where I'm going to pick it back up so I don't lose it. And I kind of wonder if that's something we all rush through way too fast in, in life. We we don't build enough marker points or, or trail markers mm-hmm. so that when things are difficult or when we're in a valley or when we're in a dark season or when we're, we just wanna go back and reminisce, that we can actually put ourselves back and say, oh, this is what I did at that time, here's what I was thinking, mm-hmm. here's the experience, and actually put yourself back into it so that you can find it again. Because I had a whole bunch of stuff there that I needed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if along the way we drop things especially when things are good. When things are good, we let things go, and we don't even know we're dropping them. And then we don't know where to pick them back up. And so then when we're in the valley or we're in the darkness, we're in a cave, we're like, I could use that stuff, but I have no clue where it is. Yeah. And so I think it's important, like you said, when things are good, create some monuments, create some you know, trail markers, waypoints, whatever it is, so that you can clearly go back and say, mm-hmm. ah, things were really good there. Let me Let me figure out why. And so I, you, you do some practices that I don't do that probably help with it more. Uh, so what, what are some things? Cause I put a little note on here, my remarkable, how, like, how do we create a, a stone? How do we yell in the
0: light? Well, I think even of your, your description of, uh, making a unique stone stack that you would remember and then you it was interesting you took the step of taking lots of pictures of it and videoing it and i think i think all of us have that resource mm-hmm. within us i think intuitively we try to remember but here's where i think the the next step is so vital is you actually had the resource uh-huh. that when you went when you actually got to your campsite you could engage a community your community of people if you shared with them yeah the resource that you had yep. the video the pictures right and you could say hey help me find this yep so outside of you taking the time to record, to take pictures, to make a unique stack that only you would remember that, that was different than other people's experiences mm-hmm. and other people's cairns or stacks of rocks for them to remember, you had specific stones that you needed to remember. And then you took the step of actually building a resource. And this is where I think all of us intuitively do this we have the resource in our mind we know what the time felt like we know what the time experienced like but oftentimes we don't take the step of sharing that resource with others whether that's verbally whether that's sharing a journal entry whether that is uh you know taking some pictures and uh sharing them with somebody or having them on your phone and saying hey like look look at what we were able to experience you know and 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 it's Unfortunately, our culture sometimes is offended by that. They're yeah. like, oh, must be nice. Right. But well, it's taking not taking the that time, way. though, because yes. I think we're so busy and
1: crazy <clears> and <throat> even stressed. That was a stressful moment that we usually don't take the time. Mm. And we, we count on, you said something a minute ago, we count on our limited brain yeah. to remember it. Yeah. And the truth is, three, four miles up the road, dude, it was gone. Yeah. Like, seriously, it was gone. And when I looked back, it all looked the same. And I think, I mean, when I was on my way back to get it, and this was like hours later. Mm. So I got to the camp, I put my stuff down, I laid down. I was exhausted, dude. And I did not want to go back four miles. And I was like, this sucks. But I was confident to actually rest in the campsite. And I was able to actually engage and tell people what I did, like you said, because I had recorded it. Mm. If I was counting on my brain to remember it, I would have had to drop that stuff and then exhaust myself back to get it because I would have lost it forever. Well, or i had been scouring the Rockies for four, for four days, you know, trying to find it, but because I took time in that moment to record it, I could actually rest knowing I can get back to it. And I'm so glad I did because when I went back, dude, I was like, oh, here it is. Nope. That wasn't it. Oh. And I look at my picture. No, this is not the right stone or this is not the right tree over here. This is not the right. Part of the trail. Several times on the way back, I thought I had come to the place hmm. until I pulled out my picture and I'm like, whoa, that's not the same. My brain actually didn't remember correctly. So recording it and having it documented
0: changed the way I went back and found it. Well, because we live at, at such a fast pace that the landscape of our lives is yeah. constantly changing. Yeah. And I, so I think, I think if, if you were to put steps to it, right, like just getting it out, Like whatever that is, whether that's verbally telling somebody else, whether that is journaling and writing it down, that's a pretty concrete way. Like whether it's pictures and videos and and uploading those to, you know, a cloud somewhere, but then being diligent to go back because it's amazing to me. Like I remember some things vaguely, but then when I look back at some of my journals, like I have a whole stack of journals right here sitting in this this cubby right here. And it's probably, I'm probably due to go back and look at some of the things, but I was going to ask you if that's what you do. Like, because you, you actually journal,
1: you actually take notes, Uh you have a a daily practice. And that's why I was kind of wondering if that's part of
0: your shouting in the light. Well, I don't do it as often as I probably should. Like now that I'm talking about it and thinking about it, because the, the moments where I do go back and I look, there's two things that happen. Mm. One, I'll see like a really, uh, some, some serious darkness in my life, that mm. the, just the way that I was writing, how I was writing, and then I see where I'm at now, and that's encouraging. Or the flip side is true, I might be in a dark season right now, <laughs> and then I'll go back and I'll read something, and I'll stumble across a journal entry or something that, you know, yeah. And so it's creating those mile markers, but I think another step that probably I could take, and I've been tried to do a little bit more diligently, even like with you and uh, some of our other uh, staff members on our team, is to share those moments. So if you would went back to your camp and you said, "Guys, I can't, I cannot find this. Can you help me?" Yeah, they would have been like, we have no clue what happened back there. We have no clue where you were even at. Like, we don't even know where to a begin mile, to mile, two miles, three miles. That's a big difference. Right. But if you, yeah, because you took the video and you actually had a resource in your hand that you could share with them and say, can you help me find this place? I said, if I don't come back, this is where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So then they, they actually have what they need to help you. I think part of the challenge sometimes is like people don't know how to help Yeah, because you've not given them the resource and been very clear and vulnerable and humble mm. to say, here's how you can help me, mm. help me get back to this place and remember the goodness of God. So not being selfish with your
1: privacy. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if it's privacy, maybe vulnerability is a better, a, yeah. a, a vulnerability in the season.
0: Yeah. I think there's a, there's a push to like, and especially going through COVID like, yeah, we felt really isolated and that you see the effects in our culture and our world, like suicide rates, uh, you know, uh, anxiety, depression Mm. is like through the roof because isolation breeds those things. And when we can live a communal life that includes other people in the process of what's going on, whether it's good or bad, we can, we can actually experience change and we actually have help for people to help us find our way back to the goodness of God. And just to remind us, it's not that the goodness of God has changed or shifted or moved to a different location or elusive or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that sometimes we need to be reminded
1: (laughs) we got off the path or we, or we, we left it somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, we need help getting back to it. I, I think the communal aspect of life, COVID, man, I, I think I think you and I, this will mark us, obviously, till we die, this whole pre-COVID, post-COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things, the further we get away from it or the further we go into it, it's hard to remember quite like how it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, just even the little things like going to the pharmacy and they're not being a window there anymore. That's right. really weird. You can like reach over and touch the pharmacist. when that. When I first went and saw that, I was like, it felt like mm-hmm. this is wrong. Right. And so there, I think our lives have shifted so much in the last three years, uh, almost three years, that it's going to mark us the rest of our lives. And so the isolation, the sadness, the loneliness, the, the anxiety that just kind of blew through the roof um, is something that probably will mark us and our generation till we're gone. Um, until there's generations ahead that are, it's, it's something that they read about in history books, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I, I think the communal experience, though, ties us and grounds us to remember the goodness of God or to remember the joy. I, I, I almost think that there's no joy without the struggle. I, I don't know how we truly know that it's happiness, joy, contentment, if there wasn't some other shadow side or some other dark side to it, because we would think it was normal. And then, ooh, that thing I experienced is actually not normal. And the reason I know it is because I have this opposite experience. Mm -hmm. And so we need the opposites in order to really enjoy the Mm -hmm. the joy, you know. And I don't think darkness means the absence of joy either. I don't think that, you know, Christy and I going through what we went through this year and in, in some ways still going through doesn't mean we've lost joy. You know what I'm saying? Actually, probably we have greater joy which seems so counterintuitive.
0: Um, That's interesting that you say that because a lot, well, and maybe help, help explain that a little bit to me and our listeners, but it's oftentimes joy is uh, used synonymously with happiness. right? And there were times where I remember you, you, like you were not happy. Oh no. You were frustrated and angry. Uh, You were, there were times where you were, um, just wanted the doctors to figure out what to do next. And your hands were tied because you're dependent on doctors who went to school for X amount of years to like know what to do. And there were times where they didn't even know what the right move was and when the right, and you're dependent on God through the whole process and all this stuff. So I, I would say that like your joy never went away But there were times where you were not happy happy. with the outcomes of what was happening in your life so how do you how do you how did you experience joy Mm -hmm. in the midst of i would say unhappiness at times
1: it's a good question i um i've thought a lot about this because in a morbid way some of the experiences were so stark, that it's not like I want to go through cancer again, I don't want Christy to go through cancer, but just the way God walked with us, held us really, hmm. is something that was so different, and it was so, it filled us. And so yes, the the outcome looked bleak and dark, and yet the, the presence of God in our lives made us feel loved and held. And so it almost took us into a place of humans are fallible. Doctors are going to make mistakes. They're very human. And and sometimes we think doctors should be superhuman, but they're just other humans right. that happen to have a little more data and information and they've gone to school and studied. And so I'm really grateful for them. They're a gift, but at the same time, they're human. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be mistakes. And so we got to walk through the humanity of it at the same time our Father, uh, God the Father, actually held us. And so we experienced a supernatural peace that doesn't make sense in the darkest moments. And and actually, it helped us make some decisions that I think we wouldn't have made if we would have been self-confident or overly confident in human outcome. And so um, the joy, let's say, specifically about the joy, because it is elusive. It's an elusive feeling. Joy sometimes is taken for granted where I wake up and I feel good. I, man, things look great today. I've got some good stuff going on. We think that's joy. And eh, that's just a good day. You know, mm-hmm. joy is my faith became sight. Joy is what I've given my life to. Like I've put all my eggs in the Jesus basket. Yeah. And during the season he showed up and it was like, joy was, oh, he does care. You know, the the creator of the universe that I'm just a little speck in the, on the, on the system, he was there and actually cared and he brought people into our lives. He sent us to the right doctors. He gave us an incredible oncologist and little things that he had pre-worked out made our faith become sight. And that brought some just incredible joy And this, in spite of death looking at us in the face, in spite of death going to be taking Christy, you know? And there was a few moments that I was like, it's not like I lost hope. I was just like, anticipating that this is her last day, you know? And in spite of it, God was still there, you know?
0: So it wasn't even like joy increased when things went the way that you wanted them to. No. It was like your joy increased the more you saw God for who he really was. Right. Or saw even, you know.
1: It's almost like the book of Hebrews where it talks about the faith and the cloud of witnesses yeah we confuse that passage with they're looking at us and they're witnessing our journey when the opposite is true they actually it says scripture says that they were witnesses to the life of faith and so they witness faith working in their lives and that's how they made it through and i think on a a parallel with christy and i through this dark season and difficulty we actually joined the cloud of witnesses to the life of faith. And so we got to see faith that we had been talking about and had been living for most of our lives. We actually saw it in action, not only with God's people, but the way God miraculously worked through doctors and the way that God provided and the way that he's still providing and the way that he put us in this time and place for for Christy to go through this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like joy became that life is not meaningless. Life is, has purpose. Um, and perspective, it's perspective. It's kind of like, I can have a sucky day, but it's not like I'm losing hope and joy. You know, I'm not losing that foundation of who I am, partly because now we have this massive stone of monument that Christy and I can look back on and say, holy crap, this is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, we have, hundreds and hundreds of letters and cards that I've collected since, uh, Christy was diagnosed and I have it in a box and, uh, I put on, I just, it's just, it's Christie's box. And I said, Hey, Christy, whenever you need a, a, a moment, like a, a uplifter, just go grab one of these out of this box and just read it again. Because along the way people were reflecting back the light to us, mm. right? That's joy. Um, the father would, <laughs> would show up and, flood my mind with words and I'd write them down. And, and then I read it. And I'm like, where the crap did that come from? And it was just, that's joy. You know, it's kind of like the, the experience, the human experience of being loved by the supernatural God was just overwhelming. And I think we can be in a dark Valley or in a bad experience or in sickness or in misery with not much, like we don't know humanly what's going to happen. Um, but for me, what's given me incredible joy is none of that we're going to take into eternity. Rick Warren says no chronic illness is going to find its way into eternity. Man, that gives me some incredible joy and hope and comfort, you know. And so in spite of the difficulty right now, man god, god's going to make everything right. Hmm.
0: Two things you mentioned that I that I thought were interesting like you mentioned being held through the process and then you mentioned cloud of witnesses you mentioned the box of cards you mentioned you know different uh people that encouraged you along the way and i wonder if that like you can confirm this or deny it but that feeling of being held was actually a an experience with god's people so like oh, yeah it there's a supernatural feeling of being held like in the father's hands but then there's also a very real reality of being held physically and emotionally and mentally by god's people so he works through god's people to do that so which takes takes me back to the very first sunday mm. that you guys got the diagnosis And I just remember the vulnerability and the transparency and just the humility and honesty of that moment where you sat on that stool. Mm. And I remember it like it was yesterday, but you actually gave opportunity for God to hold you Mm. through his people because you let them in. There's yeah. a lot of people that uh, there's a, you know, like we mentioned through COVID, the isolation, all that kind of stuff. There's this kind of, in some ways, expectation that we would, that now it's just normal to go through life alone. Yeah, And I don't, that's, I just, I refuse to believe that that's what God intended. And then I think about, you know, letting Letting people in and giving them the resources. Sometimes we want people to help, but we don't we don't share with them yeah. what would be most helpful. Yeah. And so people spin their wheels and people get hurt along the way because they do things that are not helpful and they say things that aren't really helpful that you don't need in the moment. But we don't have those honest conversations, those transparent conversations, and actually give people like, the tools to say, yeah. like, hey. <laughs> Like this is what would be most helpful in yeah. the season, because we feel like we have to be um, to have it all together. You know, I think
1: you stumbled across something right now that really kind of blows my mind. I think sometimes we create monuments, and they're actually bad ones, hmm. um, like dark stones. Let's say there's a light stone and a dark stone. I think the only reason that Christy and I made the decision to let people walk with us because that, that was a decision. We could have been like private. We could have been isolated. We could yeah. have got, done this on our own. We totally could have. But I think one of the reasons that we didn't is because early in our marriage, we didn't let people in. And so we went through infertility. We went through some difficult seasons, and we isolated ourselves, and were so private that no one knew how to help us. Mm-hmm. And all they could do was give us Christian cliches. Oh, God's got this, and oh, God's going to open your room, and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So we had we had this memory, this these memorial stones that were dark, and we actually looked at them and said, "That's not what we want to build this time. Mm. We want to build a bright one this time. So this time we're not going to hide. We're actually going to open the doors. Uh, we're not going to do this alone." And so I think I think sometimes we can look back and pull out some some old dark stones that say, "I don't want to build that one again." Yeah. So I think you've I think you've stumbled across probably the the learning process of mm-hmm. faith that's actually developing and actually growing. We don't always get it right the first time. I think Steve Cuss is the one that says, if you can get it right three out of 10 times, you're doing good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's very human. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that gives us kind of like a a curve to grow and learn on. Um, like if I keep going to the Rockies for the next 10 years and I never work out and I never get ready and I never prepare myself mentally and I overpack, I'm just an idiot. I've I've pulled out that dark stone and just kept, replacing it instead Mm -hmm. of saying, Ooh, man, that was a bad experience. How can I do better? Or how can I do different? How did I learn about myself? And so I think with Christy and I, like I had cancer 30 years ago, we went through infertility 20, some years ago, we've been uh, traveling around uh, as missionaries with kind of this faith journey. We've been broke financially. We've had abundance. We have little, so we've, we've, we've had all these different mile markers and I think this particular one just coalesced where we just said, no, no, we're not gonna do it that way. We're not gonna do it that way. We're not gonna do it that way. This is the way we're gonna do it this time because this is where God has brought us. And truly grateful that we saw it that way in January because this year would have been different without mm-hmm. uh, I think the holding of the community. Yeah, that's the hands and feet of Jesus. I mean, that's really God held us through his people mm-hmm. and we, we experienced it. And you know, we didn't learn anything supernatural. We didn't learn anything super earth shattering. It really just got to be, we just got to sit uh super powerful
0: and i think of the people who maybe like feel alone or feel like they don't have anyone to actually exercise this with yeah and i think it starts by putting yourself in a position to actually experience life in community yeah you like because the you gotta the take critic, the first step the critic could say well yeah, I mean you're the pastor, so of course everyone's going to care for you. Huh. But you look at the trajectory of your life and yeah. the decision that you made 20, 25 years ago to say, mm, "I'm going to I'm actually going to give my life to something more." And I'm not saying that everyone has to go into full-time ministry. Oh no. But what I am saying is there's something beautiful about giving your life to serve other people and to see yourself as a a conduit of God's grace. Mm-hmm. that you are an outpouring, your life, your you, you and your wife and, and your family have been an outpouring of God's grace through a long haul of your life that when you needed God's grace and when you needed the love from other people, it was there because mm-hmm. you've actually put yourself in a position and have cared for others so well that it was natural for others to care for you. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't care for those people that, have not first cared for us. This isn't like a right. a, a give and take kind of thing. Well, and it's not also that we're going to do this so that we get this later. It's right.
1: not that was never in the mind pro-
0: the process. But you've surrounded yourself yeah. throughout your life in community. And so, I would say, man, if you feel alone, like take the first step to put yourself in a position to experience community. Yeah. Well, when I was a
1: kid, I was I think I was in 5th or 6th grade, probably 6th grade. Didn't really have any friends. I was a missionary kid, kind of a weirdo, you know, and we had gone to a new school. And um, I remember vividly my parents both, they were like, I was like, kind of like down in the dumps. And they were like, what's going on? I don't have any friends. And my, my mom and dad both said, well, scripture says, if you want to have friends, you got to show yourself friendly. Hmm. And it was like, almost like this weird little like, well, that's not fair. People should just be friendly because they already have a community. They already have a, glitch, uh, a clique. They already have a group. They should just open the doors and let me in. Well, I was not being friendly and actively putting yourself out there to be friendly, man, it switches the script because Mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, I can relate with him and I can relate with her, I can relate with them, and then you're in the group. And so it's like, yes, we should be looking on the outside and bringing people in, but -hmm. at the same time, sometimes we just gotta make ourselves friendly. And so to your point, community doesn't happen because someone forces us into it. It's us exposing ourselves and opening ourselves up to the possibility of community and then making it an option. you know. Um, I see people hiking in the Rockies. I keep going back to the Rockies because I'm on, my, on the line. But people hiking on the Rockies all the time. Well, I would never do that. But I, my personality is not that. But I like people being around. But it's like hiking in the Rockies by yourself is vulnerable because you get lost, no one's going to find you. Mm-hmm. You fall, no one's going to pick you up. Mm-hmm. Um, you, need, you need a, a match <laughs> or a light, well, you don't have anybody to get you. And so it's like creating that experience community so that when you need it, they're there. Hmm. So the problem is people expecting it. So I'm going to get in this community so you can carry my burdens. Well, that's that's kind of gross. you know. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be that we step into it so that others will carry us. But in the back of our minds, we're going to do for others, even if it wasn't done for us, knowing that someday I'm going to need the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, I have a friend every once in a while, I pick up his kids from, for school and take him to school. And he's like, man, you're going to really, you're, you're really, uh, building up credit to call in a favor. And I'm like, no, I actually never even think about that mm-hmm. because I can pick up your kids. No big deal. This is not a problem. I'm not doing this to get something, you know? And I think that's the mindset is just open-handed free and just saying, mm-hmm. man, I know God's going to take care of it either through this person or someone else. God's going to hold us, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to take care of us. So um, I think the joy and the struggle um,
0: happens when we are, like you said, vulnerable. Yeah. And knowing that to kind of sum, sum up some of the things that we've talked about, knowing that like community is not something that is inherited. It's something that's created. And I think it started, it was created by God from the very beginning. Yep. I mean, you think about God being a communal God, you think about God creating, like looking at man and saying, it's not good that <laughs> that you would be alone. And so creating somebody to walk through life with wow. Adam. And it, like from the beginning, it was something that God created, but also something that he passed down to us to carry on like, yeah. and so, Again, you have to put yourself in a position. And it's a total choice. It's a choice. To be in community and live in community, live in active community. And that requires something of you. And it's not that, again, it's not the mindset of like, I'm going to put the work in so that I can withdraw from the bank someday. But it's knowing that, man, this life is hard. And there will come a day where I need to call on this community. And it's not that I'm serving this community so that I can call on them, but it's knowing that I'm building this community because I know one day I'm going to need it just as much as these people need it. Man, you're,
1: we could go on for hours about this because you're just blowing my mind again with some of the stuff (laughs) God has taught us. Yeah, you're. A few weeks ago we were sitting in our staff meeting and we were reading New Morning Mercies. We kind of do this together. And um, the one a couple of weeks ago was about, um, morning like in the morning there's new mercies every day so yeah. like Lamentations 3 is it 22 23 or something like that so Lamentations 3 says that every day God's mercy or his 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 mercies renew every morning and I wonder if you're hitting on something that is a source of joy and one of the reasons we don't experience joy is because we do live holding on to today's mercy hoping it'll carry over to tomorrow's mercy oh. when God says every morning I'm going to give you new mercy yeah and so one of the ways that we pour into other people one of the ways we open our hands and one of the ways we let joy flow is maximize it today because tomorrow god's going to refill it you know he's going to refill the mercy and it's man the the conference we went to a month ago same thing Mm -hmm. it's like boom 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 it's all these lights going off in my head where the guy I i hate to i hate to ruin this moment but the guy taught on the Good Samaritan and, and just blew our minds. And so I think, I think that's it. I think we are trying to live in We are trying to be Jesus in his power when Jesus is his own power, and we're living dependent on him. So we can mm-hmm. exhaust all the joy, the resources, the mercy every day, and every day Jesus is going to refill it, and Jesus is going to pay us back. And so then we can do it again and again and again. And so I think a lot of us are stingy in our joy. A lot of us are stingy in our mercy for others. A lot of us are stingy in our service for others because we're afraid that it's a depleting resource. And actually, according to Jesus, it's not. Every day he's going to give us more. And so someday your mercy that Jesus gave you is going to benefit my life. And maybe my life today is the one that's going to benefit yours. Mm. But it's it's a never-ending resource. So... Anyway, I I think we could like preach on this <laughs> for a couple hours, which we
0: don't shouldn't do that uh, to our, you know,
1: Jack Wagon listeners.
0: Well, and like it's this idea of completely emptying yourself because you know that you will be you will receive new resources tomorrow. Like Man, I'm guilty of that so much. And you're totally right. Like, sometimes we want to, it's like, uh, you know, the old school cell phones, like, you got the rollover minutes for next month. You're like, should I bank these? Should I make this call? (laughs) No, I'll wait till next month. So that way I have more. Then I've got like 800 minutes that I've banked. (laughs) Hold on to resources. We want to hold on to, like, and and I'm not talking just financial resources, but like words and love for other people. Like, time yeah and we're like oh man like I'm gonna hold on to this today so that I have extra tomorrow thinking that God won't give us what we need tomorrow well, we don't get to bank our time we all have 24 hours and they exhaust
1: every day and we got to reset every mo- tomorrow that's what we all have in common <clears throat> is that everyone gets reset tomorrow it's amazing
0: I'm trying to find this and, and who said it because it was like uh the good samaritan one
1: i i have the whole thing memorized so i i, I wanted to save it for some other time because that is such a oh okay. bombshell team no, go for it right, no 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 to, no, it's well, a bombshell well,
0: we'll save it oh this could be our this could be our our segue our hook yes our next hook time for next time next time on the rabbit hole rainbow we will sing no. <laughs> that won't bring people back
1: Oh, Ruben and I were singing this song yesterday. I probably shouldn't say it, but oh man, it was funny. We picked up some. No, you're gonna and say it. I'm not gonna it. say oh, it. I, mean, I might. Oh, I might. I don't know, man. It is the quiet part oh, out loud. But. Oh no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, I feel like you have to say it now. Some, but there's some music in the '90s that, man, uh, with now that I'm reflecting on it, 20 years later, I'm like, ooh, yeah, because that has good.
0: that carries that carries some s- significant meaning. <laughs> well,
1: and it, even just the name Limp Biscuit. I mean, just that name, Enough, is no. like, what the heck? Uh,
0: but it was like so good, man. In well, Bible
1: college, rocking down the road with some Limp biscuit. One thing Slim that Shady. we can be
0: sure of is that we don't have to worry about, you know, younger students going, or younger yeah. kids if they're listening. They don't even know do what that is. They're like those stinking old guys. Yeah, those guys who's, don't know who, what they're talking Limp about. Who's <laughs> Limp <laughs> so, well, But yeah, one, of the, the best, I mean, man, one really of the best, I mean,
1: one of the best all-time songs in the world is slim shady's eight mile dude what a whoo what that's a great what a great
0: that that dude you know and, and then family, he goes I in have 2022 that, like live well, right in the heart of that area see that's
1: crazy so 2022 he is at the top of the christian charts because of a collaboration with Khalid and, and kanye or yay and i'm like that's something's up with that <laughs> But anyway, so from Slim Shady <laughs> Boy, to Top three. Christian, that's where, where you, yeah, what it's song on, on Spotify? You
0: got you got to share it with me, dude. No, it's it's crazy. Speaking of man. Spotify, dude, I'm gonna see if I can get Spotify to sponsor us because I just totally I, I'm boycotting them right now. Oh, because their prices keep going up. And Is it? Oh,
1: see, they're ki- they're killing
0: me, man. Well, and Amazon Music let me down too because they sent me this email saying, "Hey, all Prime members now get Amazon Music." false. That is false. You can, well, they don't have commercials, but you can't pick a specific song. Like if you go to a song that you want to listen to, you click on it and it shuffles songs that are like that. And maybe one day if you skip, which you only get six of, you'll find the song that you're listening to and get to listen to it.
1: I think that's the reason I subscribed was because you get a free account and you really can never listen to what you want to listen to. (laughs)
0: I know. So they're they're uh, really putting me in a bind here. They're really putting me in a bind. And I'm, I'm, a... I'm about to break, but I'm trying to hold strong because I'm stubborn. Yeah,
1: don't look up Kanye West on Spotify.
0: Not good? Now everybody's going to. Crap. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll link you to the, the show notes here. No, it's like I looked up this dumb thing, and I'm like, wow, that first song was not good. Not good. <laughs>
0: Now it's going to show up on your yearly highlight reel.
1: <laughs> I can't even find the song I'm talking about, but I know it went, it went. It's like Khalid, yeah, yeah uh, Kanye and um, and Eminem, uh, Slim and M, M&M, yeah. So anyway, you can look it up. It's a popular song last month, anyway. So on the Christian charts, That's yeah, interesting, yeah, top twenty. All right, I think it might have gone to number one. Like that and, either says something so about Eminem them or about Christians. I think it's about Christians. I think the indictments on Christians. <laughs> oh, man. No, he's he's rapping about Jesus and weird, weird stuff. So it was a little Eminem was. Yeah, it was a strange little experience.
0: Oh, dude, I gotta, I gotta find, yeah, this go song. find it. Go find it.
1: <laughs> I should have, I should have found it before I said it. But oh well.
0: well, we'll All right, man. Well, well, we'll, well, we might put that in show notes. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if we can figure out how to how to add show notes.
1: <laughs> now we got to finish this episode because it will be December. Um, this will be posted December 1st, 2nd. Ooh. And so let's sing a jingle on the way out. All right. What jingle?
0: I don't know. Silent Night.
1: No. <laughs> not Away in a Manger. Not Silent Night. None of those. It's Joy to the World.
0: That's that's You already did that one, though. Oh, come on. Yeah, but sorry. Okay. let's book sure, it. Sure. Let's do it together. No, let's do what? it together. What do you want to do? No, that's Rudolph great. the Red-Nosed Reindeer? No darcy the dragon santa got santa got run over by the reindeer i don't even know that one
1: <laughs> i saw grandma kissing santa claus No, not that one either that's ooh, a dumb one ooh, um, ooh. um we didn't listen to the same christmas music you and i growing up yeah you did mine was to like the green dragon thing or yeah whatever. darcy the dragon yeah man, so good you no, Ro- uh, roger whittaker roger whittaker christmas one of the best you. albums outside of little drummer boy from the uh Jar, jars of clay man so good ooh. That's um
0: they told me. Mm. That was good. That was you real. Think so? No, dude, we <laughs> harmonized well. Let's just leave it at that. Okay, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. This has been the rabbit ramble with Ray and Reuben
1: where we say the quiet, the quiet part, part out
0: loud. loud. Oh, we're getting better.
1: I Ooh, like dude, it. That would we rock that one. See
0: ya. Peace. Yeet.